Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here on this wonderful Tuesday, February 9th, to go over a very juicy eight-game NBA schedule. Um, I've got the lucky blue hoodie on, and since I've had a few days where I'm not as thrilled with my results as I'd like to be in NBA, I'm going hatless. So we got the nice, smooth, aerodynamic uh, bald head out today to try to break out of this little teeny mini slump. Andrew, luckily, has been carrying the load and putting out uh, a lot of winners. And now today, uh, I think, we're, is my day to really get after it. So uh, if, if I scared you with a bald head in the reflection, uh, you may have to put your sunglasses on. But uh, hey, you know, you got to try some different stuff. That's the way it works, right? All right. Uh, again, it's an eight-game slate. It's uh, it's very competitive, and there are some great plays, some great fades, etc. Let's start out today uh, by doing a quick review of the injury, COVID, slash, sitting, rest, all that stuff news. Uh, we have uh, Alfarik Aminu, haven't heard his name in a while, for Orlando. He is confirmed, so there's uh, blast from the past to get him back into the mix. Nazir Little is out for Portland. Nerlens Noel is questionable for New York Knicks. Uh, Pascal is confirmed in for Golden State. Wayne Ellington questionable for Detroit. Same scenario for Josh Hart with New Orleans. Uh, Goran Dragic is already out uh, for this game. DeLon Wright also questionable for Detroit. Uh, Dame Lillard is playing. Mike Conley is out. So another uh, second consecutive game for Conley being out. Uh, big one, Jalen Brown questionable. So we need to see what the situation is there. Um, Evan Fournier is out. Kyrie Irving is probable. So it looks like he will probably give it a run. But as we've learned, you have absolutely got to keep an eye on everything when it comes to uh, building your uh, roster and <clears throat> and getting that lineup up there and then making changes as things go on. It's all part of, you know, uh, the NBA COVID year, I guess you want to call it. And it just uh, there's a lot of edge uh, to be had if you, you know, stay on top of it. We'd love to have you join us. And we can do a lot of that work for you. Uh, we're at DFSCoachTalk.com or we're on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. You can sign up with us for as little as three days, ten day pa a $10 pass. and uh, Or you can join for a year. Uh, we also have a fantastic offer uh, of uh, $199 for three months. And it's free for Coach Talk. The $199 would be go through our partners, betus.com.pa. If you sign up with BetUS uh, for the first time you're, and make your first deposit of $199 and use the promo code COACHTALK, then you receive three free months uh, for uh, of, of COACHTALK. That's a $225 value on our side. And you get to use the $199 on BetUS, try to build a bankroll there. And then roll with us for three months with all this NBA and PGA action. 
and also we'll we'll start out uh, MLB for you as part of that package. So definitely take advantage of that. It's an awesome offer, and we would love to have you. Okay, we went over some of the information today. Uh, solo, which is unusual on a Tuesday, uh, our man Andrew has some things going on. Uh, good stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if it's family stuff, business stuff, but uh, I know he has a busy day, so I'm jumping in here. Uh, having a little extra time just with one solo person as opposed to two, I'm going to throw my my favorite uh statistical analysis in there today uh, the de defensive real plus minus and that's the drpm and i what i did was i pulled the top 10 percent best uh position uh defenders uh and the worst 10 percent so when we go through these each game by game as we always do we'll include with our normal information which is the line the over under um, and then we'll we'll check out the defensive team efficiency, which is an important stat, and then the pace of play, extremely important. And then we're throwing in the top ten and bottom ten percent DRPM. So that should give us a good idea of building uh, the slate. The last thing I want to talk to you about, just real quickly, let's take a quick glance and let's use FanDuel as the example today, as we're talking about all this. And, you know, hopefully my goal is with these podcasts is you're getting a bunch of information that's going to help. Uh, again, I've done probably about five, five, six hours of work, you know, between preparing these games, looking at all the statistical analysis, putting everything together. And again, we hand build here. At Coach Talk. Hopefully by watching this podcast and listening to the different things we point out, you're able to at least build a full uh, lineup of uh, a holder for you and you know you can stick with it or tweak as we go uh, we have found also you know and just so everybody knows you know we do this podcast each day around lunchtime and between lunchtime and when lock is there's a lot that happens so you know I'm being as transparent as I possibly can be as Andrew and I always are on the NBA podcast but things do change. People are ruled out. People get minutes restrictions. You get you guys know the, the song and dance. And what it does is it you know it does create some shifting. I think in general recently there's been so many things going on. I've probably had to change two three guys out of the main lineup that we build off of this show. So uh, you know keep an eye on that. Again, jump in with us in Discord or keep an eye on Twitter. Um, uh, at DFS Coach Talk, um, Andrew's at Language Olympic, and Shane is at uh, DET Sports Shane, and I'm at J O E S A R V A D I. But you can find us all at DFS Coach Talk. Okay, I got all that out of the way, so we're going to focus on the eight games. We're going to crunch into this, and we're going to we're going to pull some gems out of here and uh, and get some an optimal lineup put together. How's that sound? Lofty goals can't be reached unless you reach for them, right? All right. Brooklyn, Detroit, 7 o'clock game. Brooklyn is a six-point favorite. The over-under is 230.5, which there are two other games that are an even 230. So we have three games uh, reaching our magic number that get gets our attention by a little, but they are. They're higher than the rest of the group. And this one happens to be the highest with that 230 and a half 
total, and, and we beat it like a dead horse. Since Brooklyn traded for Harden, put this group together, they're on an epic offensive efficiency uh, you know, meteor here. But on the other side, they're on an epic defensive efficiency low. So their games are always in play, and you pretty much always need a little exposure to those games, even in a game like this where it's Detroit. Um, it's at Detroit. It's only a six-point spread, so it gets, you know, it definitely warrants attention. And then here's the exciting part. Brooklyn, even though they're on this meteoric dive, they're 27th in defense, and Detroit is 20th. Brooklyn, we know, plays at a pretty good pace. They're fifth right now, and Detroit is 23rd. So pace down for them, pace up for Detroit. We do have some of that uh, news we have to hear on Wright and a few guys out of this game. Um, but, you know, it is a game I think you need exposure to. The question is, you know, like I mentioned on FanDuel, when you look at pricing here, in this game in particular, uh, you've got, uh, and then we'll, we'll touch on all of them, you know, KD is uh, out with COVID. So, you know, that opens up some spot, you know, some usage certainly for Harden, who's the most expensive on the slate on FanDuel at 11000 And then it, uh, you, Kyrie Irving is nine five. So those are the two big guns price-wise for those guys. But so we can just keep going through this. I just want to give you a feel for the huge pay-up guys. Uh, and there's about seven of them here on FanDuel and similar on DraftKings. Harden's 11,000, Embiid 10-6, Curry 10-4, Lillard 9-8, Tatum 9-7. We mentioned Irving at 9-5. And then you have Simmons 9-1 and Randall 9. Everybody else, uh, you, you know, you start into that mid-tier level with Fox and Williamson, DeRozan, Harris, and that gang. So wanted to give you just a quick feel there. Uh, all right, so, you know, the question is, where do we go here? Uh, is it Harden at that monster price? Is it Irving at a pay-up but not a break-the-bank price? Um, I think that you can consider that. My concern here is Detroit's uh, slow pace, and they're they're certainly going to try to play a half court game where they try to you know really slow down uh, what Brooklyn's doing. So this is such a loaded card. Um, I, I haven't faded the big three from Brooklyn completely since they've all gotten together. I felt like you had to have some exposure there. And I, this is going to probably be the first time that I do. I think you can still take a slate down without having to break the bank for either one of those guys. I do want exposure to this game, though. And I think I'm going to go more to Joe Harris and Jeff Green as the two guys that I'm interested in. Um, their value is good. You know, they get drug up and down the court at that pace that Brooklyn tries to play at even though Detroit's going to try to, uh, you know, squish it down a little bit here. But uh, I think those two guys are the two most bene beneficial guys, along with possibly TLC as a more of a GPP play, but he's certainly uh, in the mix here as well. I think, uh, you know, DeAndre Jordan uh, deserves a mention, depending on how much run he's going to get. 
Um, they'd have a tendency when Durant's out to play him a little more because they do go small and let Jeff Green and Durant run the, the front line. But uh, so I think, you know, the three secondary guys of or four, Harris, Green, TLC, and Jordan are all into consideration. I'd love to come out of this game with a quick early start with some of the value guys uh, and and just be able to with, withstand any Harden or Irving push. From the Detroit side, you know, DeLon Wright, we need to see what the situation is there. Um, you know, is he going to be able to play or not? I mean, his usage numbers have been high. You're going to start having uh, Smith Jr., who was traded from the Knicks to Detroit, uh, will start eventually uh, carving into some of those minutes. You know, Detroit's a hot mess at 5-18. and 18. Uh, Brooklyn's 14-11, and 11, by the way. So, you know, they're, they're wanting to get solidified in the standings. They're a long ways behind Milwaukee and some of the hot teams. Not a long ways. They can catch them, but they're far enough that they need to start, you know, bunching wins. Um, other than that, you know, Ellington being questionable as well. I mean, you have one option here, in my opinion. Well, two. <clears throat> I like Jeremy Grant today. His price is middle of the road. It's Brooklyn. Uh, he's just showing out so much. It's a home game. Uh, he's one of my one of my favorite plays. I just think he fits here. Uh, I I mean, he, his price is fair enough. You know that mid range. So I'm a big Jeremy Grant fan here. I think you can also consider Mason Plumley. I mean, he deserves a mention. I mean, he's getting double doubles like crazy. He's finally slowing down the crazy foul run he was on, fouling out of three games in a row. So, uh, I, you know, I like this game. I want exposure to it. It's not as it normally is with the big three there, Durant out. But I'm going to fade Irving and, and uh, Harden, and I think that'll be fair, fairly contrarian to fade both. And, uh, you know, that'll give us a good start with some of the value players from Brooklyn and then the anchor of Grant and the consideration of Plumley. All right, we go to game two. Game two is Houston and New Orleans. Houston's 11 and 12, Pelicans 10 and 12. So both teams scrapping and clawing to try to get to where they need to be. The Pelicans are favored by five and a half, and the over-under is a solid 224. So a very good number there. Uh, you know, in com competition with everything else. Houston is the second-rated defense in the league, which is pretty amazing considering where they were last year. And New Orleans is 22nd, certainly not uh, where they were planning on being. Uh, then you have Houston, which is always tough because they're the fourth-highest pace. You don't often see a team with a super high pace like that also be ranked very high uh, in defensive efficiency, an odd combination because usually your pace up teams, it will affect that a little bit and, and vice versa. But, you know, they have some solid guys. They have some really uh, good guys that defend. I forgot to do DRPM with Brooklyn, Detroit. So that just reminded me, I'm going to go back and do that right now. Brooklyn, as far as uh, top 10% defensive real plus minus Joe Harris, believe it or not, is, is filling that spot which is really interesting didn't expect that and you have two the two guys we like Plumley and then Grant uh, both defending very well for Detroit on the bottom 10 percent not defending uh, believe it or not we've got uh, Green 
who's uh, usually uh, a little bit better defender than that. Jeff Green, though, I think maybe because he's been playing a lot of five and sort of out of position, which has caused that. Uh, TLC is also on that, very low on that list. And our man, out of 457 people, okay, all positions combined, all players combined, defensive real plus minus rank one to 457, the beard is 457. Congratulations, sir. You are the worst defender and the weakest link. Goodbye. No, that's a different show. Um, no, he's he's we know he's not going to stop uh, anybody on a consistent basis, but uh, we don't really care that much about that in DFS. He's still one of our favorites because that doesn't that side of the floor other than blocks and steals doesn't really count. So. All right. And back to Houston, New Orleans. So we'll go D, uh, DRPM for them. You've got uh, Nawaba and Tate. Real strong guys for Houston defensively, both ranked very, very high, and they've both been getting a lot of minutes. So part of the reason why, for sure, that they're ranked second. And Christian Wood was way up high on that list as well. They, he's out now, obviously, with the bad ankle. But when you have three guys, you know, in the top, I think, 7%, 6.5% of the entire league defensively, that will get you a number two rating for sure. Um so, and then as far as uh, the Pelicans, it's just Steven Adams. He's still doing a solid job at center defensively. Uh, on the uh, bad side of the coin, Pelicans have nobody. Houston has three guys, and they get minutes. Uh, Eric Gordon, DeMarcus Cousins. So they go from a top 6% Christian Wood to a bottom 5% DeMarcus Cousins at center. Certainly something to attack. And then Jones, Mason Jones, who played some minutes here and there, uh, is the third guy. So not the stellar defense you'd expect. Um, you know, this game is very interesting. You've got uh, a situation here where, uh, you know, you're going to have decent enough pace. But the question is, defensively, uh, you know, can, can the Pelicans get it done? It's you got to choose between a few guys here. Oladipo's going to be out because of a back to back. So, you know, do you roll out Wall? Is Gordon uh, healthy enough to, to get out there? That's a question we need to know. And is Cousins' price now become prohibitive to, to put him in there? Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of this game. I think. We need to get the news on Gordon, and I think that if he sits, uh, I'm going to roll Wall out there. If not, I think I'm going to pass. I don't like Cousins' price. It's just not value enough for me, even though he's getting a lot of minutes. On the Pelican side, you know, you got uh, Brandon Ingram's going to get that Jay Sean Tate defense, and he's a super irritant. And then speaking of irritants, P.J. Tucker, I'm sure, will get his turn trying to guard uh, Zion Williamson. Although I remember the, this last time they played, Zion took it inside on Tucker and Tucker bounced off him like a, a little pinball on a pinball machine. That's how strong Zion is. So, you know, Zion's got to be the guy that you look at here. His price is still mid-tier enough that he's affordable. Uh, he's my favorite guy out of this game. In fact, he may be the only guy unless I'm able to 
match him up with uh, Mr. Wall. So, all right, let's go to game three. We have the New York Knicks at 11 and 14 at the Miami Heat at 9 and 14. And uh, let's look at the line here by betus.com.pa. We've got the Heat minus six, and we have the lowest by a lot. The over-under is only 207.5. Nobody's within shouting distance of that number. So uh, definitely a concern there. Uh, certainly not the game stack for DFS uh, points possibilities, uh, unless you can cherry-pick somebody out that, that, that smashes. But you do have, you know, sixth-rated Knicks defense, very reasonable. Miami 17th, but getting better now that they have Butler and the whole gang back together, they'll end up in the top 10. But here's the the thing that concerns me and the reason why the number is what it is in Vegas. The Knicks are the slowest team in the league, 30th, Miami 23rd. So not excited about that. And then here's the other thing that I thought was uh, extremely interesting. You have no players from either one of these teams in the bottom 10% defensively but you have a bunch in the top 10%. And again, some of the guys like Butler haven't qualified yet, and or they'd be in there as well. For the Knicks, you have uh, Mitch Robinson and Nerlens Noel, both centers. And would you believe Julius Randle? That was the, the knock on him. Is he going to defend? He's in the top 10%. You talk about a guy that's having an all-star first half. It's, it's Julius Randle. Very, very interesting there. Um, and then you have, uh, for Miami, you have Iguodala and, uh, you, you have, uh, Duncan Robinson somehow sneaking in there. So he, I don't know if he's just getting put on the worst perimeter guy, but he's getting it done. Uh, you got to give him a shout out. Um, this, this game is not going to be the game I spend a lot of time on. I mean, it, you know, does it stay close? Miami uh, is is favored here. Knicks have played decent ball, but you know on the road in Miami. Miami has all their guys back. Lots of salary to be had here too. If you you know Butler's expensive, Bam's expensive, Randall's expensive. I'm just I'm not comfortable going to any of those spots. Um, I've been playing one of the Knicks guards and and either quickly or Burks or Peyton. They've all taken turns making value. But now that they have uh, traded for Derrick Rose, I just, I'm not sure what they're doing. And I've got to think they're going to trade maybe an elf or something. I mean, there's just, how do you play all those guys with elf and quickly? And you can't stand in quickly's way. Uh, I know Tibbs loves Burks. Rose is his all-time favorite. And then, you know, you still have Austin Rivers and you still have Frank Nidalekina. So, they have just a glutton of, of uh, guards. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. And I, I'm not planning on, you know, dipping my toe into that pool uh, until they figure out who's going where and who's going to get those minutes consistently. Um, other than that, man, I, I just I don't want to spend up for the big dollars. Now, Kendrick Nunn is reasonable here. Because he and Tyler Hero, who's also reasonable, are the two guys that I have some interest in because their price is decent and Dragic is out. So uh, those would be the two I'd look at. But again, you know, there's 
I respect the Knicks defense, and I think there's going to be a pretty good rotation here. So certainly a game you can pass. If you can grab some value, that's fine. But I wouldn't recommend paying up uh, in this game. I just don't think there's going to be enough usage, possessions, or, or really upside uh, to get it done. All right, we go to the next one. It, it is an 8:30 game. Uh, Golden State at San Antonio. The Warriors are 12 and 12. Spurs 14 and 10. So a nice game here. We've got uh, a pick'em. Uh, so that is really interesting. This game is a dead pick'em. So and it's a 2:30 over under. So nice little game uh, to come right back to here. You do have two decent defenses, though. They're 8th and 11th, which is very respectable. So that is a little concern. But they're 2nd and 10th in pace. So you've got two fast teams that both can play both ends of the floor. Should make for a fun game. Uh, Golden State has nobody in the top 10% DRPM. San Antonio has both Gay and Pirtle. And then as far as the low part, bad 10% of DRPM... Uh, Golden State, Steph Curry, which, you know, hey, the way he shoots the ball, he shouldn't even have to run down and play defense. He could just stand at the other end. Uh, and then Walker, who's out uh, for, for San Antonio. Um, interesting game. I think this is intriguing. It, it may go a little under-owned because of some of the more pr uh, prime games, but it's right there. It's 230. It's almost a three-way tie for the high number uh, in this game. And I think there, uh, you know, you could see some solid uh, contributions here. I mean, you have to look, first of all, I think a DeJounte Murray is a, is a fine, fine option tonight. His price is a little higher than I'd like, but <clears throat> this is such a good fit for him against the backcourt of Curry and Wiggins. Um, you know, DeRozan is going to get Oubre defense. I respect that. So I don't really want to pay up for him. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is not playing. Um, and White is sitting out on the back side of a of a back to back, so it does bring in the secondary uh, guards for San Antonio. But rather than tinker with either a Patty Mills or one of the guys coming off the bench or whoever's going to get shifted in there to start, I like Dejounte Murray the best. I think he just makes perfect sense here. He's going to get extra run. It's a pace up. Uh, I just I think, you know, he's he's a smash play tonight all the way around. Um, not going to go with all the rotation of the bigs and everybody else uh, with San Antonio. You can can't always trust pop on that rotation either. Big, small. You know, he may go real small. Pirtle may not even get in this game or he may try to attack him with a bigger lineup. Well, you know, pop keeps us guessing um, on the Golden State side. Uh, this is a long, long road trip they've been on, back-to-back uh, -back games all over the place. They've been playing all this Texas run. So, you know, wonder if they're getting a little leg-weary playing with only eight guys. Uh, looks like they may only have eight again tonight. It, it does make you want to play Golden State guys because they have to play a lot of minutes. But you still have to pick the right guys. I mean... There were three of these guys that, that were just horrible last time, uh, you know, like the Baysmores and people that uh, everybody was jumping on because they figured, hey, eight guys are going to get their minutes, but you still need guys to pop. Um, you know, I, I'm tentative to take Wiggins, but 
I, I'm telling you, he's playing good basketball, and his price is really good. So uh, compared to where it was, so Wiggins is in play for me. I think you can consider Ubre. He has shown signs of coming out of the slump. Of course, he did it against the Mavs, where he buried like four threes. But you know, he's always a, a guy that can smash a slate and go eight nine x if if he decides to have one of his big games. Um, you know, a lot of folks have been going to Draymond Green, but his price has skyrocketed too, and he's just out of uh, out of the price range for me now for a guy that you know, may not shoot the ball more than three times for the whole game. You never know with him. Um, Toscano Anderson, hit or miss, good GPP play. Uh, but that's probably about as far as I would go there. But I do like the exposure. I love Murray. I uh, wouldn't mind a little correlation with Wiggins or Ubre, And we'll go on from there. All right. We've got the Orlando Magic, Portland Trailblazers. Orlando's 9-15. and 15. Portland is 12 and 10. Uh, interesting game here. I think that this will garner some some uh, uh, definite ownership. Portland's a six point favorite. It's 222 and a half. And you've got two t- uh, bad, bad defenses here. Or- Orlando 23rd and sinking fast. Portland 29th, second to last. They've been in the bottom three all year. Um, the only correlation that doesn't fit with this one is they're not that fast-paced of teams. Uh, Orlando's 21st. They've always been on the, the lower side of, of pace. And Portland's 15th, right in the middle, which is surprising because you would think uh, they would play at a little bit more up-tempo. But they do uh, have a lot of ISOs, either for Lillard or Carmelo, uh, you know, Gary Trent, uh, you know, or they'll post up Canner. He's been a, a, a big a part of what they're doing. So, uh, you know, torn a little bit on this game. Uh, and so let's let's look through a couple other things. Top 10% from these these teams in DRPM. You've got Bacon uh, for Orlando, very limited time. And Covington, as you would expect, uh, outstanding defender. Uh, he is up there. Uh, and then on the negative side, uh, you've got uh, Fournier, who's out. Uh, Trent, uh, for Portland, you've got Trent, Little, and Lillard, all uh, not quite get, making the, the cut defensively there. So, you know, they have Trent Lillard out there a ton. Um, I think Little's hurt as well. I haven't really considered him anyway. But with two guards, they get monster minutes, and they're that low defensively. That certainly boosts up uh, the other team's backcourt. So we'll see how this one goes. You know, I, you know, if you want to spend up for Lillard, I think that makes sense. You may see more Bacon, uh, who's generally a de- defensive uh, stalwart here, and he's showing it in the stats. He may play Lillard uh, some of this game, and that could be an issue for him. Or he switches to... Trent and they play uh, Cole Anthony on Lillard. That's going to be the big call to see where it is as far as, you know, who's going to have the bigger upside. You know, Lillard, since McCollum's been out, has been phenomenal. He's always a guy that's rosterable. You know, if that's your pay-up guy, more power to you. I think you you can absolutely go there. Um, I'm looking more on the other side as the pay-up guy. I've I've been on uh, Vukovic quite a bit. 
And, you know, he's panning out. He's playing great. He's getting a ton of usage, even more so on the rebound side since uh, Gordon's out for a while now. Uh, you know, he had, I believe, 17 rebounds the other day. And he's going against uh, Ennis Canner, who, to his credit, I have to say, is playing a little bit better defense. He's, he's not a good defender, but he's not in the, the bottom 10%. Uh, so I give him that much. But I think Vuk just eats him alive. I mean, he's gonna, he, he will shoot threes like crazy. He's shooting 5.4 threes a game, which is a lot for a center. And he also can just get it done on the glass and, and at the block. So uh, the matchup against Canner, I think, is perfect for him. Uh, he's my favorite center on the board, uh, Vuk, for sure. Um, and, you know, with doing that, I'm not going to go up with Lillard. I do like Covington. I think, you know, again, he's always going to get his minutes. He's getting a little bit better into the offensive scheme of things. Carmelo's really stepped up a lot with CJ and some of the other guys out. And uh, so you can look there for value. As far as any other value with Orlando, I mean, Cole Anthony will probably get defended by Lillard. And, you know, that's a plus for him. Uh, and his price isn't too bad, but it's just a little higher you know, where you have to think about it. So a couple of options here, not a bad DFS game, uh, but, you know, I'll have a one, one off or two guys from this one also. All right, two more games left uh, out of the, the big uh, card tonight. We've got Philadelphia at 17 and 7 and Sacramento at 12 and 11. Sacramento over 500, so good for them. Uh, this is a late game. There's three 10 o'clock Eastern games, so we'll have a nice push uh, at the end of the day. Philadelphia is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. We have another one of those three sort of tied for the highest number at 230. We know Philly plays great D. They're fourth. Sacramento is dead last, so very interesting. Um, Pace-wise, Philly sixth, Sacramento 13th. So it's a great scenario for Philly. I mean, they're only a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, they're playing against the worst defensive team in the league. Uh, and uh, this could be a smash spot for some of these guys. I mean, I know that a lot of people are going to play Embiid, and I don't blame you. I mean, it's between him and Vuk for me. But, you know, I respect Holmes' defense from Sacramento a little bit. But, you know, I'm going to still think about it. On DraftKings, I may try to buy down a guard and, and roster both Embiid uh, and Vuk, which would be, I think, a wonderful way to go on DraftKings. You can still make it work. There's plenty of value all over the place. Um, as far as top defenders in the league, top 10%, we know Joel Embiid is number one. I always tout him. I think he should possibly be Defensive Player of the Year. Uh He's the only one from Philly, believe it or not, with all those good guard defenders they have. And Sacramento has Barnes and Holmes, two guys getting monster minutes, both playing fantastic defense, and both part of the reason why they're over 500, uh, without question. Those two in Fox, of course. And Buddy Hill, they've, they've stepped up. This team's playing hard. Um, as far as... On the negative side, you've got Ben Simmons, who's supposed to be an all-team NBA first-team defender. He's in the bottom 10% in defensive real plus minus on a team that's ranked fourth. So I that was the one of all the stats on DRPM that shocked me today. So 
don't know if because he was playing, you know, coming off of COVID or injured before and all the stuff. Who knows? But that the stats don't lie, and that's that's what they are. Uh, Sacramento on the other side of the coin. The reason they're last in defense, and I don't know how they keep staying over five hundred with three key, uh, players, two major key players uh, in the worst of the bottom of the bottom, and that's De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, and then uh, Robinson the third as well. So Fox and Bagley are going to have to really turn it up, uh, you know, for this team to be real competitive. I like this game. Uh, you know, I want it to stay close. If it stays close, I think that, uh, you know, if you're going to go big with Embiid, I think it's a great play. Uh, Tobias Harris, also a solid play here. Um, the guard rotation is pretty monstrous with Philly. I'm not going to mess with that. On the Sacramento side, um, you know, with the statistical analysis there of Ben Simmons' uh, poor performance defensively, it makes you want to play De'Aaron Fox here. He's been on fire, but his price has gone up too. So he's under consideration, but not quite making my lineup right now. Uh, Buddy Hilde. I'm not, I can't seem to quite get him right. Uh, not, you know, just one of those odd guys that I play on the wrong night. Uh, certainly has been shooting the ball well and getting good minutes uh, and has to be considered. Um, I don't like Bagley. His minutes have been all over the place and he's just not playing well. But the two guys that I, I like to, I want to consider here are Barnes and Holmes. I know Holmes with the center situation I'm going to be a little jammed up there, but uh, there are some possibilities of of getting him in there on a couple different lineups. But Harrison Barnes has quietly been one of the most consistent guys in the league. Not only has he stepped up defensively, but it's keeping him on the floor more because of it. And he's scoring more. His assists are up. I mean, it's arguably his best season, uh, you know, because he had that run at Golden State in Dallas, but was never really the main cog in their offense. But he's somewhat become the second guy to Fox uh, during this Sacramento run, and, and most people haven't noticed it. They want to talk Heald, Holmes, Bagley, all these other guys. But uh, if you're looking for consistency and a you know cash player like me, I want a guy with a high floor, and you know not the, he doesn't have the highest ceiling, but it's consistent and he can have good games. So. Uh, he's the one uh, that I'm looking at uh, from this game. All right, let's hit this last game. I told you we we're going to buzz through every single game. No stops. We're going for the whole sucker right here. Uh, last game on the board, the Boston Celtics 12-10 and 10 at the Utah Jazz 19-5, and 5, believe it or not. And uh, this should be a great game. We've got Utah minus 5.5. The over-under is 220.5. And, uh, you know, we need the, the news on, on Jalen Brown. I mean, that's, that shifts everything. If Jalen Brown's out, then, you know, Jason Tatum has to be in your player uh, thoughts for sure because of that usage number. But it is Utah at Utah, a little higher elevation like Denver is, Boston coming in, Utah's on fire. So it's, it's a little bit scary. Uh, and then, you know, these stats here make you think, should I fade this game completely? Boston's up to 12th defensively, Utah's third. So both teams can lock it down. And then the pace is awful, 24th and 25th. So this is going to be a control game, half court game. 
and not real conducive to DFS big, big numbers. As far as DRPM, Daniel Tice is the only Boston guy right now. Uh, believe it or not, Tatum is, is not in that uh, top 10% at this moment. Utah has three players that start for them, all in the top 6%. So it's amazing that they're not first, but that's why they're 19 and 5. Gobert, as we know, number one. Conley is number six over all 457. That's how great he's playing for a guy that's been around a while. But he's out. So that how does that affect this game as well? And then the third guy, of course, is Royce O'Neal. He's just a dog defensively. I would not want to play against him. Um, as far as on the negative side, Kemba Walker rated very, very low. And you have um, Jordan Clarkson, one of my personal favorites, and a guy that I'd like to play possibly in this game. Not defensive either, but that's okay. Get down the other side, shoot those threes, and, and get me some DFS points. I'm fine with it. Um, so considerations here, you know, and taking all of that, uh, you know, into thought here. You know, Donovan Mitchell's been been terrific. But, you know, not sure in this spot against a slow team I want to spend up like that. Uh, if no one's noticed, Bogdanovich has been shooting the ball and scoring like a madman. He may get Jason Tatum defense, though. We'll see. Unless Tatum goes on Mitchell. I mean, Tatum can play basically one through four uh, very well. And I've seen him guard fives. Uh, but we need to know if Jalen Brown's in to see what that rotation is going to be. Uh, nobody else on Utah interests me. Uh, Kemba with Conley out, you know, his role's been getting bigger. If if Brown doesn't play, I definitely am going to consider Kemba. If Brown's in, I'm I'm probably not because Kemba's price great. So you can take advantage of that. Uh, Tatum, I just don't know in this culture of this game that could end up 100 to 98 or something. I don't know if it's smart to pay up for Tatum. Um uh, Grant Williams was fine for me the last time I played him, but you know they're just—it's so hard between Tice and Williams and Thompson, and uh, you know they rotate so many guys. It's very hard for them to get to value. So uh, I'm not suggesting that on a slate this big. So again, let's see what the Brown news is. Maybe we can take a guy or two out of here uh, of this game and uh, make some sense of it. So really, all in all, you know there's. There's payup possibilities, but if you pick and choose, I think you could you could really just go with like one or maybe at the very most two payups, get a medium build with the rest of them. And it's not to me a stars and scrubs where you have to dumpster dive on the backside. I think you can get, like I say, a little payup, a lot of medium build, and maybe one real solid value guy. And and between now, you know, at lunchtime. And when uh, slate locks, I'm sure we'll have some more news and some more value uh, that opens up. So that is the whole card. Hopefully that gives you a good idea and feel and a general look at the entire slate. Um, and uh, definitely excited for that. Again, you can jump with us and jump on board. DFSCoachTalk.com. Sign up for as little as a three-day uh pass which we'd love to try out here during the week with all these good basketball games uh and if you want to take it uh, uh jump into the betus.com.pa 
uh, offer. It's $199. When you sign up with them, deposit it, you get to play the $199. You get three months free with us. And that is it. My, la my only ask here, if you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second, hit the thumbs up. That's very, very important for us. Hit the subscribe button, very important. And uh, for convenience, hit that little alarm alert button so that every time one of our podcast posts, you will get an alert. And that is it. Andrew will be back tomorrow. We'll, we'll be doing the NBA tomorrow. We'll also have the two brains are better than one lineup that we build, which is a GPP lineup on FanDuel where we build it together. Uh, we've had some success with that, and a lot of people have been requesting we do that again. And we also will have the PGA podcast tomorrow uh, for the uh, awesome tournament out in California. So tune in with those tomorrow. I hope you enjoy this one today. And uh, we'll be with you again for both of those podcasts tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.